non ci deve essere più niente, bisogna cominciare subito. Coraggio, al lavoro, buttate giù. Dico bene, autore? Sì, grazie. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Ci vediamo in un prossimo. Lo speriamo. Welcome to Cinema Italia, a podcast dedicated to the world of Italian cinema. Presented by me, John Bleasdale. My name is John Bleasdale. I am a writer and film critic and welcome to Cinema Italia. Today I am going to be talking to Abel Ferrara. We have a bit of a lively interview, it certainly gets off to a bit of a cantankerous start, but I would, I don't know if I'm flattering myself, but I would consider this like somebody bouncing a ball very hard at you and seeing if you can catch it or if you flinch away. Um, hopefully I caught it. The interview seemed to go okay after that. Afterwards, I've also included a masterclass which was recorded at Taumina Film Festival earlier this year. It's been edited to get rid of some of the translations that were going on, but otherwise it's really just April shooting the shit about Pasolini and various other um, matters pertaining. His collaboration with Willem Dafoe gets revisited, Disney, Hitchcock. There's quite quite a lot of stuff there. His thoughts on Padre Pio, his thoughts on um, fascism. If you can get through the, the sound quality, it's well worth uh, a listen. I think there's plenty of insights in there. Next week, we'll be returning to a more usual format of conversations and interviews. But until then, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Bro, come out. Okay. Where's it going to be? You're going to shoot it or we're going to No, we're not it? shooting. We're just All talking. right, so what does it care okay. if I'm on my standing on my fucking head? <laughs> come on, come on. Okay, fair First enough. First up, busting my balls. Let's go. Okay. Um, so you're here in Italy, I wanted, and you've had this collaboration with Willem Dafoe, which you're celebrating here. How important is it for a director to have a collaborator who they can repeatedly go to and work with? If it's Willem, it's great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it's Willem, it's great. If somebody's not Willem, it's not, you know. You know, they, 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 these relationships are based, like any relationship, is based on trust. Mm. You know, and trust is developed. You know, it's not like boom. You know, it's not automatic. It just doesn't happen. It's something that's got to be worked on, and it's got to be worked on through experience. Mm. Mm. So, When did you feel like you had that trust with Willem? Was there a sort of point where you just thought, or was it instant? No, it wasn't instant at all. You know, in the beginning, we fucking battled and reward, and then, you know, it became better. You see, you, you make a film... You know, the thing about working with good actors is they've been in a lot of movies, mm. which means they get burned a lot. You get it? Okay, so they're, like, wary. It's just the, the nature of the beast. Okay, so they gotta, you got to work on it, and then they got to see the movie when it's done, mm. which is mm. always six months after you start. Mm. So if I'm working with a new actor, we're not going to have that lock until he sees what we did six months later. Right. You understand? Yeah. So okay. So then he sees it. You understand? Right. So six months later, he watches the movie. Because yeah. you could do great work and the movie could suck. Right. Do you understand? Yeah. This is the whole process. The director has to edit the movie. It's not just right. working with the actor on the set. That's only a small part of it. Okay? So when he sees that, and then you're in lockstep. Then we go to the next film. And we go again. Then we both come to Rome. Then we're living across the street from each other. Then he's the godfather of my child. Then he's, you know what I mean? Now we're doing three films, four films. We're working on the process from the beginning. Right. And still, it's, we got to prove it all night, man. We got to, every day we come to work, him and I have got to find, you know, an agreement. We got to find a, a way that we, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yo. Being in Tarmina, and uh, you've obviously, you know, living in Rome, and you've got huge influence from Italian cinema, from yeah. Pasolini. Yeah, yeah. Well, who, who were the, uh, you could also Pasolini, but who were the Italian Everybody directors? Everybody after who, the war, you know, it was that yeah. period from the, the war ended, they all were going at it. Mm. And it wasn't just the directors, we had the cinematographers, the writers. You know, Pasolini started off as a screenwriter for Fellini, you know what I mean? Mm. The, 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 the designers, the whole community of filmmakers. Mm. Kind of began after the war. I guess it ended with Salo. It kind of ended with Pasolini getting killed. That was like, 
that was the end of that. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, do you think there's been a real decline in Italian cinema? Because I ain't passing judgment, man. I just know when I watch those movies, I'm on fucking on fire, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there something that you go back to as a sort of, uh, to refresh yourself when you're, when you're shooting? No, no. Okay, so um, uh, so you recently worked on uh, the film with Padre Pio. Si, si. And uh, how, was, how was that? Because I mean, Padre Pio, I've lived in Italy for 20 years, and that's oh, right. like a photograph that you see in every house. Yeah, right, every drug dealer's house, <laughs> back of every truck. It's either him or Maradona, Yeah, you know, the new deities. Yeah, I mean, I was attracted to, like, who is this guy? What's going on? Then I mm. find out he was born in a town right next to my grandfather's, born the same year as my grandfather. I was very close to my grandfather growing up in the Bronx. Mm. So I, I had like a, a, a different kind of surreal attraction, you know what I'm saying? And uh, what can I tell you? You know, we researched it like we did anything else. We did a documentary and then, you know, he's like Pasolini, the more you learn, the, the more powerful he is, you know? Mm. I mean, as a writer, hey man, you're looking better and better every day. Okay, yeah, what's he gotta go easy on that tequila, homeboy, you know? So it's like, um, you know, he's a great writer. I mean, it's his letters, books, is fantastic. You know? And how was it working with Sheila Booth on that movie? Yeah, he's fucking, he brought it, bro. He yeah. brought it. He yeah. was living it, and he brought it, you know. What do you think of that? So it seems to be every two years you have a cycle of conversations about, like, the method, and it's often misconceived as well, that version of acting where you immerse yourself. Um, how do you feel about that? About what? Well, the method, but the approach yeah, is certain method. Are. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, whatever it takes. You know, uh -huh. that's my, you know, by any means necessary. That's my deal. Whatever they need, whatever the actor needs in, from himself, from me, my job is to be there 1,000%, you know, for, for her mm. or him, you know? Sure. Whatever it is that they got to have. I gotta be there for it. Do you think, because uh, an American, an American image of Italy can often be very, um, often obviously very different from an Italian's own view of themselves and the country. Is there anything you've sort of changed your mind about coming and living in Italy and immersing yourself in? Hey, say that again. I'm is, that, have, is there anything? Say you from the beginning. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, American views of Itali Italy and Italian yeah. culture often right. come through a certain lens. You know, the, I mean, even here, you know, Godfather aprons are everywhere. You're not a deal. I mean, this is all tourism. Shit. This isn't yeah. real deal shit. You know what I'm saying? This is all, you know, the Italians all went to America. Italy, I mean, America was built with Italians. Right. You dig know what I mean? With right. Europeans. So America is like Europe too. You dig? And the people who locked into that, I was raised in that culture. You understand? When I was brought up in the Bronx, my, my father and my uncles were born in New York. Right. They didn't speak a word of English till they went to school. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Being raised in New York, being six years old, and you can't speak English. Yeah. You yeah. understand what that means? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were, I was raised totally Neapolitan. Absolutely. Right. So when I come here, I already got that color. But then, say it again, we're in the South now. That ain't the norm. No. You know, when I was in, when I was growing up, cliche to see, yeah. Solo Sud Italia, Siciliano Brese. I didn't even, I never even heard of Milano. Mm. There's mm. no, you know, Fiorentina, Florentina people in New yeah. York, yeah. Torino, these towns, and you know, yeah. understand? So it's, you know, a particular place, you know. Yeah. I mean, it depends. You know, America's a big place, man. It's gigantic. So. Our northerners went to Switzerland and Argentina. Yeah. Uh, the northerners went to Switzerland and Argentina. Yeah, Italians go all over, man. Everywhere you go, you're gonna find an Italian. That's yeah. just kind of. Well, I think that's enough. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it, John. By the way, John, here's to me. A very nice to meet you. I was in a place, uh, um, it's called Madalone. It's a crazy town outside of Napoli, okay? And it's like here. And Pietrocina is here. And my grandfather, Minono, and Nato Sarno, which is here. So it's like a holy triangle. Minono, molto importante di me. Quando crescevo in the Bronx, the Bronx, okay? When I grew up in the Bronx, I grew up, my grandfather was a proton. He was like, I loved him. And, and he was born the same year, basically the same place. So I had this spiritual connection. I knew I wanted to make a movie about him. 
I didn't know why. Okay, our process is we do a documentary first. Okay, we shoot a documentary. We did a really cool documentary. Documentary means me and the screenwriter take our phones, get in the car, and go. Okay, beat by beat. Pietro Cina, where he was born, the fields where he had his visions, where he slept, the people who actually knew him that's still alive. Then we went to, you know, when he made his journey from his mother's house, Pietro Cina, going from the, you know, the, the countryside of Napoli to the Gargano Mountain, it's like going to the moon. You know, for a young Italian kid like that, it's like going to the fucking moon. It's a different language, a different culture, a different everything. And there he began his, um, his uh, vocation, questioning it. I knew I didn't want to make a film about a saint. I want to make a film about a, man, a kid wondering what is, because also, like Pasolini, Padre Pio is a brilliant writer. And all of his inner thoughts are all in his letters from this particular period, from when he was still undecisive, still questioning, still having radical visions until he had the stigma. In the research in 1919, there was basically the first, in my mind, the first battle of World War II. Okay, happened in this tiny town called San Giovanni Okay, the soldiers Where were. Where is that? That's in, in Gargano, down like, yes, like the yeah, Puglia, like the Achilles heel of uh, up in the mountain. It's a beautiful place, up in the mountain. What happened is that the soldiers came back. Okay, it was the first free election in Italy, 1919. Okay, like Washington D.C. two years ago. The left won, and the right refused to accept the election. In my mind, in other words, they, they had the election. The, the, left, the left won. The right now refuses to let them into office. This is the first free election. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to give away the movie, but the bottom line is the event was for the first time in, say, 50 years, but for the first time in the 20th century, the right actually started shooting. Okay. Because the, the Russian Revolution had just happened. So the paranoia of the, the church, the landowners, you know, and the um, aristocracy, yeah. Yeah. They weren't gonna let what happened. You know, because remember, fascism. I mean, no offense to the German people here, but fascism was invented here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, this is a total Italian deal. Yeah. You did the clothes. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? All the fucking hand signals, this thing. It's all Denunzio. Denunzio came. It takes a poet to come up with all this bullshit. You know what I mean? The cool black shit, the fucking medals, the fucking demonic crap, all the fucking hand signals. It's all fucking. It's all Italian shit. And, you know, so after this, this, after it happened in this town, it happened quick. I mean, at this point, Mussolini was a socialist uh, newspaper publisher, you know? And then it all went, it went right, and it went fast, and it went hard, okay? At the, but at the moment of this event, this massacre, Padre Pio had a stigmata, all right? So, when I'm researching that, and when I said, are you kidding me? This is an event that does not taught in Italian schools. You know, I and mean, for me, this is like Fort Sumter. It's like Bunker Hill. Who else has got a real question? Yeah. I have a question. So, Pasolini uh, theorized with great accuracy what our actual society right now. Right. I mean, uh, the communication machine right. has eaten every step and spaces of real creativity, the one uh, you were talking about. Maybe, um, maybe you got it. Uh, go ahead. So for, for young filmmakers, it's becoming very hard to not fall in that trap. And actually, the majority of filmmakers, young filmmakers or whatever, 
uh, enter in the world of cinema like they enter in a worldwide company. You yeah. know? So that's my state of, of cinema. I'm a filmmaker in You're Paris. You're a director in Paris? In Paris, yeah. Okay. What's your state, your actual state of cinema right now? My state of cinema? Me personally, I'm shooting. I'm actually shooting today because I'm doing this thing where we're going to have like a um, kind of a day-to-day -day stream thing. I'm doing a documentary. I was in Kiev and I'm kind of doing, and, and I'm also shooting Patti Smith. Okay, so I'm doing that and um, we'll work, I'm writing a script with, uh, you know, working on, on something new. So, Luis Tadirano, Italia, Kiev. You know, but, but philosophically, Pasolini, his attitude was, and what made him to the point where he wasn't suicidal, but he wasn't happy at all in 1975. You know, and he said, fascism, you could fight. Consumerism, you can't. You know, and 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 like most of shit, yeah, almost everything he says, he's right. He saw this 50 years ago. Russia's a communist. You know, those countries are as consumerist as the United States or Europe or anywhere. That's the deal. You know, like he says, everybody wants to watch now. Everybody knows about the watch, the Rolex. He says, but now they'll kill you for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, the, that's the switch he saw happen. So, but in the face of that, when Pasolini, the day he died, he was writing for, um, what was he writing for? Public or what, what paper did he write? Scrivere Pesce. Scrivere Pesce. Writing for Scrivere Pesce. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's writing a, a political, once a week, uh, you know, commentary in, in the paper. He had just finished Solo, which is, yeah, arguably, I mean, that's as good as it gets for me. I mean, Solo is our fucking, you know, North Star in terms of films. He had written a brilliant script called Porno Teo Coloso, which we shot a scene of, Pasolini, that scene within the movie with Nino Davoli. That's a scene from the movie he was going to make. Mm. And he also had written a brilliant script about St. Paul set in the, um, uh, you know, set with the collaborators in Paris in 1945. It began in 1945 with the Partisans and ended in a Black Panther meeting in Detroit. Can you believe this? Another brilliant. And he wrote a book, Petroleum. So you dig? So there's his statement. What's his statement? He's rocking out of all fucking anger. You dig? He's shooting, he's writing, he's thinking, he's talking, he's living. He ain't saying, oh, woe is me, and you know, oh, the internet is taking over my life, and oh my God, Netflix and Amazon have devoured the fucking world. He ain't fucking getting naked home. He's fucking, you know, and that's, he's my teacher. He's my fucking guy. You know, he's not my hero, he's my teacher. So what do you do? We're working. They've been telling stories, bro, from, from the man, the beginning of, you know, to be human is to express it, to, to talk, for us to fucking communicate. Whether it's these fuck, this shit, the fucking movies, the playing the piano, the fucking scratching on a cave wall. They, there's always the story, you know? There's the hunt, somebody's shooting a fucking animal, someone is cutting it up, someone's cooking it, and after everyone eats, someone's fucking rapping, someone's telling a story, and someone's drawing it on a wall. And that ain't gonna change, who cares, you know? These guys get that or you get You gotta try to, you try to, you know, Barry, you gotta try to, uh, you know, I'm translating. Did anybody, we don't understand. Rito? No, 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 no. You say that, uh, I say, Pasolini's my teacher. Okay, but he's also Davoli's teacher. Yes. Davoli was his friend, you know? 
So I'm a Buddhist, right? Okay, this is another real Okay, in the Buddhist teaching, and it's a teaching book. The, the, the teaching has got to be like person to person. Yeah. You get it? It's a mentorship. Yeah, so it's like in the Bible. You know, when you read all this, I, I, I understand that. Job gave it to, to Abraham, and Abraham gave it to him, and he gave it to him, and blah, 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 blah. What that is expressing is that this shit isn't coming out of somebody's mind a thousand years later, bro. Okay? They're handing it down. When the Buddhists talk about the Buddha, for 2,500 years, they can track the lineage of Marpa gave it to the blah, blah, blah. He gave it to him, and little Rebbe gave it to blah, blah, blah. Okay? You got to get it. Okay? You can watch Raging Bull. You could watch Mean Streets a hundred times until I worked with Harvey Keitel. Until he was there with us, we never got the teaching. You know, you can only read about it or watch it. But when he's there, and he's a great teacher also, he taught it to us. We got it. We got that teaching of that school. Okay? When we shot Pasolini, we had the netto. The netto was there. And then I had it. Pasolini, veramente c'era e fino a questo punto uno deve starci Because it's a teaching, you know, it's like the Buddhist teaching, just that with thousand teaching. The teaching has to do with the audience. Okay? That's another thing with Pasolini I learned. When he, someone asked him a question, like you were asking me a question, uh -huh. right? I just gave you the answer because I'm going one way. Pasolini would never do that. If you were going to interview Pasolini, he wanted to know, who am I talking to? Are you from Germany? Are you from the United States? Who's your audience? Am I talking to 12-year-olds? Am I talking to dead people? Who the fuck am I talking to? Like, you understand? It's not just he's spouting shit out. He's speaking in a specific place to a specific group of people at a specific time. Okay? So, I, we don't know the context he said that. We know his action. His actions, he never stopped writing. Mm -hmm. You you went through a tough period. You went through this alcoholism and yeah. everything else. And then after that, one of the things you did was Padre Pio. Is that a, a coincidence or? Nothing is a coincidence. I mean, you know, the movie There's was a coincidence. Really the first movie I made was Welcome to New York. Actually, two movies about two addicts, two sex addicts, which we were that too, you know. Okay, two sex addicts. Dominique Strauss-Kahn, okay, welcome to New York. This is the first film I made sober. Second one, Pasolini, Pasolini, we love him, he's our teacher. Come on, dog, you know, get real with this guy. I mean, I got a lot of friends that are, they think they're Romeos, but this guy never slept with somebody older than 21, this is Pasolini, and he never slept with the same person. What it is, you know, and, um, but you think that was like a compulsive, like an obsessive thing, like a sex addiction? What do you think? You go to train station every night at 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you dig what I'm saying? Every night, it was like, now, nah, if this was 10 o'clock, Pasolini would just say, guys, thanks a lot. It was like going to church, going, like, you know, Italians in Italy, 1 o'clock, we eat. Right. Right? 1 o'clock. Not 1.10, not 1.30, you get it? When we shoot, when I work in Italy, and we've got German people and all my American guys. They, they, they don't, my American guys think we're crazy. Because lunch to an American is you're eating a sandwich while you're working. Okay? I don't care what. And now I'm, I'm all in. Son of a Okay? One o'clock, I'm sitting down and I'm eating pasta. Pasta. And that's it. I don't give a fuck about them. And then we come back. And it's better. It's a better lifestyle. That's why I live in Europe. It's just more human and way more healthy. Way more healthy. To eat standing up, which is an absolute American deal trip. You know, when I go to New York, I see people, everybody's walking and eating. I've never seen an Italian eat walk and not sitting down. That's just not sometimes. Sometimes I buy something. Like I buy like I, I, you know, whatever. Prosciutto or um, parmesan. And I just want to taste it while I'm walking home. 
I can't wait. No, 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 the addict in me wants that. I can't wait to let you know. He's, I, my neighbors, my Pacini, they did, I can't see looking at me like, oh my God, he's going to die. <laughs> Can I just ask, sort of bringing this back, okay. like the, uh, we talked about Pasolini earlier being this critic of consumerism, right. and we talked about, you were saying about, uh, you know, you never slept with anyone who was younger than 21 and right. they had this thing. And, I mean, I think it got lost a bit in translation that it was like he always a great Romeo. But I mean, you're talking about an older man going and fucking boys yeah. who are economically not yeah. as so, yeah, yeah. he has all the power. So yeah. he's a critic of power. He makes Salo, which is one of the I agree. You know, it's guy's totally complex. You know what I mean? He's right. a complex guy. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's, it's a contradiction, and he, but his independence, his his his. To be gay and to be openly gay in 
I'm going, wow, I got it. The film never changed. It's like John Lennon, John Lennon said, yeah, I listen to my rock and roll, he says. I listen to Chuck Berry, his fucking God, right? He says, sometimes it's so fast, I don't think I can play it. Mm. He says, and sometimes I hear the same song, and it sounds like a ballad. Mm. They sound like the same song. You know, this is the way it is. Okay. I have another question. Okay. It's possible. I, I have another stupid question, see if it's possible. Yeah, the stupid uh, and better. Yeah, There's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite relationships in the movies is the one between Leo Carax and, uh, and his actor, fetish actor. You and uh, Defoe had a sort of very strong relationship, yeah. isn't it? And the fact that also you are doing together a masterclass, I yeah. think. Can you tell me something about the, the relationship about with him? And we just talked about it. Yeah, just answer. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> no, 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 okay. Yeah, no, no. You know, it's a relationship. A relationship, like any relationship, whether it's a movie, director, actor, boy, girl, two boys, two girls, whatever. You're with your child, whatever. It's got to be developed. You just don't go big and, and there's a relationship. You got to earn each other's trust. You got to work on something. You've got to, for, for the, my relationship with the actors is we go through it the first time. Then six months later, the actor sees the movie. Okay? And this is a big moment where the, the actor is watching the movie he worked on six months before. Okay? Sometimes the actor cries, sometimes the actor jumps off the roof, and very rarely the actor says, wow. Okay? So the guys I work with are the guys that say, wow. You know, okay? The actor that I say, and I, it's always for us, we're lucky our films play always somewhere, some, any festival, sometimes big festivals, sometimes not. But I sit with the actor. And we're there, you know, we're all dressed up in a beautiful projection, and I'm with him, and he's watching. And it's the only time in the audience. And it's either wow, or you never work with the guy again. But we've always had more times than not the wow experience, okay? But you still have to go to the next one, you know, and then you have to, you know, it's a Bruce Springsteen. You got to prove it all night in a relationship, always, you know. Buddhist shit, man. One breath at a time. You know, NFL football, Belichick. What you did last week means zero now. I've made seven films with Will. It means zero now. Zero. Him and I are talking about what we're going to do. And he is, uh, you know, he's not like, oh, yeah, that's great, that's good. You know what I mean? It's what you, 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 you deal with that. You deal with that. You get what I'm saying, right? Now we've got a four-hour discussion. My my boy's got a vision of the world. I mean, is so different than so many of your works. It's not like there's one little. No kid. It's like quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so different. He's changing yeah, all the time. Yeah, room has got, um, what do they say? He's, uh, he contains multitudes. Mm -hmm. Walt Whitman said, Dylan, that's, he contains multitudes. Willem, uh, he can tap into the fucking, he's got something going on. Yeah. And again, he's always changing, you know, again. And this is a, also a beauty of, like, we work in Rome. I work with the same people a lot, okay? Not just the actors, the crew. You get it? I started off at 16 years old. I started as a director. At 16, I was a director. I was always a director. I have been on so few movie sets. So I don't even know how other movies are made. That's interesting. You dig? Yeah. Willem has made a lot of movies. Yeah, he's made a ton of movies. Yeah, and he's made them with some funky guys. He's worked with some brilliant guys. He's worked with young guys. He's beautiful like that. So Willem is like, for us, my group, he's like our Marco Polo. You dig? He goes off for a year. Where the fuck he goes, you know? Um, career. He's working for guys he never even yeah. fucking heard of in Mexico. He's coming back, and he comes back, 
And it's like Marco Polo telling a bunch of Italians about China. Lui è scomparso per un anno lavorando su un progetto sconosciuto in Messico e non nessuno sa dove. But he also did, uh, like for example, he went and toured with Barishnikov for a year. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. It goes with Barishnikov. Uh, Barishnikov. And what's his actor? What's his actor? I not not this is uh, Richard Foreman. Yeah. Uh, you mean the director? The director. Foreman did the, the, the theater. No, 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 the theater director. Yeah, it's Foreman. No. Somebody. Anyway, so whatever. I lost some of my brain. He does. Yeah, last night. Okay. I went to sleep. And Robert I, I Wilson, lost the Robert memory. Wilson. Yeah, Robert, Robert Wilson, Wilson is a brilliant. Okay, Robert Wilson. You know, he's, or he'll call up and he's doing, he's playing a priest and it's some crazy show in Napoli. <laughs> and we go see him. You know, he's, uh, yeah, he's adventurous, man. He's, he's, and that's why he is who he is, man. You know, cats that, and he lives in Rome, and he lived in New York. He's from the middle of America, bro. You know, he's from Wisconsin. He, you know, from the Bronx. He's, Wisconsin is as far from the Bronx as Gargano is from where. Can I ask you one other question? Not being on a lot of sets is really interesting. Do you like working in other forms in theater or in television or I think it's something that you care about? Yeah, yeah, I do take it. You know, I worked at, we did we did a big play with Dante, we did um who was the writer that did, um, who's the first Virginia Woolf? Albie? Yeah, Albie, okay. See, these guys are brilliant. Okay, English. Where are you from? Uh, I live in Origi Veneto. No. Oh, originally Liverpool. Yeah, okay. English guys always got the answers. Not <laughs> <laughs> an answer to a pretty complicated question. Okay, probably. I've done five or six theater pieces, and they've been one disaster. They've been wonderful, <coughs> enlightening, and disastrous. <laughs> so, why? Because when you got to do it every single night, and you know, and again, I used to do them high as fuck, you know, you know, and when not, when when you use when you use drugs, you work with people who use drugs. And they was like, just in case you run out, you know, the actor has. You don't want to work with anybody who doesn't use drugs. Don't understand it, but anyway, you know, it's like the first time I did a very big. This was a big theater piece. This was open. It was in a big, beautiful theater in Napoli. Uh, it's like you work with an actor, and then they go on stage, and it's like take one. You know, you're, gonna, you're sitting in the audience, and the guy is doing everything we said we weren't going to do. Mm. Like we rehearsed for a fucking month. And the rehearsal was totally out the window. And I just wanted to stand up and say, all right, cut. But I'm in the theater. I'm in the box in the theater, all dressed up. I said, what the fuck is this guy doing? He should have been there at, at, at halftime or uh, at, at the intermission of the first play. I got those actors together. I said, guys, I'm burning the curtain. I'm burning the stage. Okay. We worked for a month talking about all these things. And what the fuck is going on? Eh, lui ha di nel mondo teatro dopo aver visto la cosa vera non si assomiglia a cosa se stesso e tutti si chiedono cosa succede durante l'intervallo è completamente pazzo. But um no, another form. We play, you know, we're in band, we play. We, we Anche suona la musica. You know, not good, but I got, you know. No, you're good. I got my actor and my, my Joey, they play. Yeah. I would do it in the theater, but for sure. You know, I would try it again, you know. It's the same, you know, you work, I love to work with actors. That's, what about opera? You know, what? You're an opera? I mean, no, I haven't. Good enough, I tell you. Yeah, I can try it, but you know, it, again, um, you know, our films are not, they're about actors, man, you know what I mean? We're filming actors, you know, and we're filming the relationship between the crew and the actors. So, you know, I'm into that. So the theater thing is all good for me, you know. Go ahead. Uh, I want to know uh, the connection between uh, if 
heard about the Firefly article of Pasolini that uh, speak about the approval of the people and, and the connection. I want to know if you uh, think about something of uh, AI if getting more uh, homologated in the cinema. It's important that we saw and another aspect you're gonna add, you know shit. I mean We saw the, the Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. yeah. That, that was an outtakes, that was him, right? That was him. Yeah. 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 CG. Yeah. Um, no, AI. AI AI um, Indiana that was pretty fucking you know. Yo! Yo! Yo, Elizabeth, come on. Get some shit. Come on, talk over there, bro. Just like Orlando Q4, aka Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you want to talk? Take a microphone here. Come on, Steve. How about that guy with the sunglasses? I'm sorry. What? These people look like they got a lot of questions. What are you talking about? AI, what I saw was pretty fucking awesome. Okay, I'm not talking about the movie, you know, but. But then when he showed up as an 81-year-old man, that was fucking knockout, you know. Um, Harrison, Harrison Ford, 81, Harrison Ford on stage at 81, that was my, I'm 71. I seen him jump up on stage. I'm fucking inspirational for him. In the movie. You know, in that movie, you know, in that movie, you know, I think he needed his boy Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, he definitely needed Steven for that one. But, um, I, I mean, asking you, I mean, what do you think, you know, the, the basic question is, you think machines are going to fucking take, uh, you know, rep, you know, displace human beings? And my answer is no. And I, and I think people have already explored what AI does, and they're thinking about what it can do, but they haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, but I've been years writing that's come out of AI so far is pretty bad, actually. To say nothing of the creative questions that it raised. The digital issues, the digital questions, that's a different thing. You know, being able to transform able about 30 years ago digitally, that's a different question. <laughs> bad idea. You know, again, I'm a Buddhist, and, and, and you know, my, my teacher is the Dalai Lama. And it, when you ask him about anything, you could ask him about money, you could ask him about the internet. It, the internet used in a negative way is no good. The internet used in a positive way is wonderful. Okay? The internet itself is empty. That's the Buddhist expression. Not empty meaning it's nothing. It means the potential of the internet could be anything. We reformed the way we shoot movies, the way I communicate with my friends. Just sending emails, texts, pictures, all these things. Skyping with my daughter, all this stuff. I, I can't live without this fucking party. You dig? I don't have a pass, so I shouldn't say this because it's going to be bad luck, OK? But I'm not going to replace the cover. The cover's totally broken. I've had such good luck with this cover. I never let this phone, this phone out of my hand. That's how I know it. I don't put it down. I don't, I sleep with it in my pocket, no matter what the cancerous, you know, carcinogenic fucking deal is that. But if you spend all night gambling and fucking watching pornography, the internet is a fucking negative to you. Mm. You know, if you fucking, it's not the internet, bro. The internet was a negative or was it positive? Do you still go to movies often? No, but uh, I know very rarely. But I went last night, and you guys should see this movie. Barrett and I came brought a, a really wonderful movie that showed last night called The Rockwell. Yeah, you got to see this movie, guys. Yes. So, um, naturally, Indiana Jones, there was a line about a mile long. And it was 80,000 people there. This movie, she could have showed it in my uh, hotel room. 
There's about 50, I don't know how many people no, there. Were 300 people. There was 300, so that's actually great to see a movie about black people because the only black people were the people on the screen and the director and the actress. They said that in the restaurant. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's like well, it's like the folks says, it's not how many people, it's the quality yeah. of the people. It's not a quantity. You know what I mean? It's not a quantity. She got it, she was there, I got it. You know, that movie's wow. So, um, but it's funny, I mean, we're 10 miles from Africa, and I haven't seen black people except those two, right? I mean, you know, but what did, um, what did they say about Garibaldi? He didn't unite Italy, he divided Africa. Garibaldi Africa. So, that's how it is. How much of your own self, uh, you know, in one of your films is, is put into it? Yeah, infinite. I mean, I hope, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, you, need you know, when I'm free, when I'm there, when I'm like open, you know, if I'm not going to say, oh, I can't say that, I'm, you know, I have an eight-year-old daughter, oh my God, it's me too, I can't say this, you know, then I'm not being true to myself, you know what I mean? When I'm like, so then I go back, you know, you go back to the teachers, bro. It's fucking Pasolini, it's you go see Solo, you know. I don't have to see Solo. Solo is in my DNA. You know, Fassbender is in my DNA. Godard is in my DNA, you dig? And uh, it doesn't have to be the, 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 the revolution of the ones, Hitchcock. I mean, his films are perverted. So I, I, I was with a young chick in LA not long ago, and she's telling me, man, what? How come there's no more perverse directors? Mm. You think, you know, because Hitchcock is outrageous. You know, with Hitchcock, when he did the book with Truffaut, where he's kind of putting these guys down a little bit. You know, he, he finally opened up and he says to him, like, he's talking about Truffaut and all the French New Wave. He says, you know, you guys do a lot of talking in your movies. <laughs> you know, because once you start speaking, there's a, like a lot of languages, you think? But when you're just using those images, okay, there's one language. Just so una lingua quando si vede delle foto immagini, non è come parlare. Tutti capiscono, tutti vedono la stessa cosa, non è il modo di dire qualcosa, un altro modo di dire qualcosa. You know, he says, wait, we did that. This is Hollywood. This is James Franco texting me. I got to text him right back. Because Hollywood yeah. is cool. He's in Yeah, I think so. Wait a minute. Okay, so Hitchcock says, okay, there's one language. It's the cinema. Okay, and when you're using those images, bro, that's a language everyone in the world speaks. So he told you folks straight up, bro. You see Psycho, okay, he puts those shots together. They're screaming in Tokyo the same as loud as they're screaming in Rome. You know, they're screaming in, in fucking, you know, Beijing, where they're screaming in uh, San Antonio. They, they don't fucking need to talk it, bro. Forget it. We got a language that, like you talk about the internet, you got a language that you can speak to the whole world because everybody gets it. When did you make your, you your first love for cinema? How did that start? I mean, I started when I was a kid. You know, they brought me to see Bambi. <laughs> it was in a room like this. It was. It wasn't even in a movie theater. We had all these young kids. This is a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago, and it had a screen. It was. It was a summer place, and it had like a screen set up, and they're showing Bambi. And uh, to, I was like, it's one of my first memories. And like, you know, half hour in, me and everybody watching it under the fucking chairs. I mean, I. I yeah. yeah, we're screaming. This is like how, how the mothers entertain the kids. You know, is Disney scared the living shit out of it. I haven't been that scared of the movie since The Exorcist. That was the next time I was under a chair. William Gibson, you know William Gibson? He's a great American writer. He wrote, you know, you know, cyberpunk. You know, new romance. New romance. I did New Rose Hotel. He's a genius. He's brilliant. His new books are fucking awesome. They're not even not sci-fi. He's, he's a brilliant American novelist. Yes, here she is, Patrizia Rivera. Hello, good morning. 
She's an actress of mine. Notice, she comes, she's here for the ending. She comes because as an, as an actress, as an actress, she comes when she wants. <laughs> and the director is happy to see her. Okay. Another way of why were you so fucking yeah, late? Because that's how William she Gibson, yeah. Well, I'm going to be the first person here, guaranteed. But anyway, so let me say this about Gibson. Here's a big, here's a William Gibson deal. So we're talking about the, the first movie I ever seen was Bambi. And I was four or five, and I was under the seat watching it. And this was back in the day, it really wasn't even television. But what William Gibson says, okay, is that unlike any other art form, the cinema teaches you how to watch it. You don't have to be taught to watch a movie. The, the, the film itself teaches you. We're sitting in a theater, we're all five years old. No one, you know, to read a book, I've got to be taught. To paint, I've got to be taught. But for a movie, us five-year-olds, the first 15 minutes of that movie taught us how to even see two pieces of film together and come up with whatever. So by minute 40, we're all screaming out of our minds while the mother is being burned to death in front of a kid. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Disney. Is, is he perverse, then? Would you put him with Hitchcock as a perverse director, Disney? Yeah, what? Hitchcock? No, Disney. Is he perverse? He's a fascist motherfucker. He's a fucking motherfucker. You know, I mean, what is he perverse? I mean, uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't even know how to express it. It's like, you know, it, this, is, this is Pasolini's take, consumerism. Here's a guy who's sitting on a fucking subway. Okay, without five cents in his pocket in New York. Yo, okay, he's sitting, yo, 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 get this chick. You want to talk here? Oh, sorry. Okay, no, give her a microphone. I I'm dying to hear. Okay, well, let me answer the question he had. She wants to ask a question. How about this guy's question? What was now you, now you made me forget his question. I was oh, asking if Disney's well, perverse. I don't want to put down Walt Disney. I mean, the guy's sitting in a fucking subway. Okay, he's an artist. He's sitting there and he draws a fucking mouse. He probably saw a rat on the subway. Okay, he draws a freaking mouse. Okay, and that's the end of the world now. I mean, that's, there is American consumerism taking over the world. So this mouse now is running the freaking world. That he, he came to, but what was it? It was a moment of creation. It was a moment of a guy all by himself alone, sitting on a subway because he didn't have money to take a taxi, coming up with a simple one-line drawing that made 80 zillion dollars change the fucking world. For good or bad, don't ask me. You know, back to John Ford. How do you expect me to have the answer to that? All I know is these guys weren't big on hiring Jews, you know, and it was World War II where, you know, you know what I'm saying, and he ran the culture. I grew up Disneyized. My old lady was from Moldavia. She don't let my kid deal with Mickey Mouse. Okay? He did. She she got she's got it. And my kid ain't fucking being no slave to fucking Mickey Mouse. Stop around the 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 West the team of Disney with W Louis the Metro. Yeah. Does what your daughter do influence you? What? But she might be like, you know, my, I have an eight-year-old, Anna. Um, you know, and, um, you know, when I was a drug addict, and I'd be working, and people would come and show me their, I have two other daughters, but people would show me pictures of their kids. I would say, I, I think I knew this, there was like, there's 600 million people under, say, seven years old. So I look at the picture and say, you want me to look at 700 other million people before we start working today? Like, why am I looking at your fucking kid? What do I, you know what I mean? Okay. Now, everybody thinks their kid is cool. My kid's cool. Anna is cool. She's cool. Yeah, she's totally cool. She makes movies, she acts in our movies, and she acts in the movies because she's cool. Yeah, and she acts because, like Willem, she's never let me down in front of that camera. She, it's incredible, and she doesn't even think about it. And now she's getting a little older, she's starting to think about it. When she was young, she just has it. 
It's just what she is. And then she made a film, she didn't even tell me she made it. She showed me a five minute film, I'm looking at it. Okay, naturally, everything she does, I'm her father, she's the most beautiful, blah, 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 blah. But I looked at this film and I said, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is fucking cool. Today, and it was made. She did it, she made it, and she sent it. And sent it out. You did. Most of the people like me, like, oh, we'll go, I gotta make my new film. Oh my God, what am I gonna write? Who am I gonna put in it? You know what I mean? She just did it so naturally, and it was cool. So, but um, yeah, I mean, that's a tough question. You know, I gotta think. Okay, I wanna do a film now, and in and, 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 and Tommaso, I got her at three with Willem, but the film is a big exploration of Willem's sexuality, or the character's sexuality, in a very, you know, we shoot for real home. It's triple X, you know. We, because of Pasolini, because of Bosco, you know. And I'm working now with the guy, the young guys I work with, as talented as they are, they're from the vampire Netflix Amazon. These kids can't shoot below the waist. When they're shooting a woman, and that camera's going down, it stops at the belt, they just stop in their DNA. You did what I mean? They're DNA sensitive, if you could get what I'm saying. They can't shoot booty, man, they can't. They, it's like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Because it's like the gentle often the, because it's dentro di loro, non, non fare, non essere naturale, l'atteggiamento di adesso di, di non essere troppo sessuale, tutte queste giorni di essere, eh, eh, abbiamo, cosa si dice adesso, woke culture. Autocensurato. It's like swings, man, you know. I grew up in a hippie town, I mean, for free. You know, when I grew up, the women, around me, all the chicks, for them, makeup was like, like, like a crucifix to a vampire. I mean, all the young, beautiful chicks. You think, he's not even, nobody seems as old as me. Okay, believe me, 1969, 1970, these chicks, they're not shaving, they're not fucking putting makeup on, they got their freaking jeans on, and it's like, that's the lifestyle. Now, the number one watched fucking thing on internet is chicks making themselves up, right? Right, that's the thing. The most hits of anything in the world is watching the chick, and I'm gonna lift the gun, and then bing, it's put gun, right? And I try a little bit of this, and I'm gonna, and, and you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna rub that shit, and you know. So, but it's, I mean, is this the way it's gonna be to the end of time, or, you know, the plastic surgery on this thing, he's talking about AI, I mean, I'm not gonna imagine a world where everyone, all the chicks look the same. You know, everybody's got the pouty lips, everybody's got the, you know, the perfect nose, right? But in Italy, bro, it's scary. Yeah. It's fucking scary. You know, I see these chicks, you know, and what can you tell them, you know? And go back to my daughter, she's got the most beautiful lips, because her mother has beautiful lips. So she's got the Angelina Jolie. Okay? Her nose is cool. I'm not saying because my daughter, she's just, most beautiful girl in the world. <laughs> no, but anyway, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Hey, so everybody looks the same and everybody is AI'd. And so there's the, there's the future. I'm not going here, bro. I'm fucking, I'm, you know, I'm clean, I'm sober. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, I'm positive. I ain't, going, I ain't thinking that. Pasolini wasn't, man. You dig what I mean? In 1975, he was down, he was hardcore. His section, he went from being a hippie, he was a real hippie in 68, 69. Love, peace, the whole fucking open shit. 75, he was S&M, hardcore. Hey, he was looking for kids that, one of them ended up killing him, you dig? And that kid was 15 years old, you know what I mean? So, all right, we got it. You got a question, you want to add anything? As somebody who's,
speriamo.